Good morning, everyone. We read this week the parasha of Kitisa. Rabbi Abitan Zechazadik Livrafah used to tell us that whenever you meet someone, you wish them Shalom Aleichem. And what is the proper response to someone who wishes you Shalom Aleichem? And he would answer us that the response is Aleichem Shalom. And not to repeat Shalom Aleichem. And he would explain that Shalom indicates Shilemut, it's a completion. So in essence, what he would tell us is that when we are wishing someone Shalom Aleichem, we are wishing someone, <coughs> excuse me, the fact that I offer myself to you and the person is responding Aleichem Shalom, meaning and together we complete each other. It takes one to complete the other. The commandment to give the Machasit HaShekel this week is interesting. The question is, why a half shekel? Why not a whole? And I believe the answer is the same. The half shekel tells us, no matter how much you think you're independent, no matter how much you think you're whole, you have to remember that you're incomplete without the other person. It takes all of us to come together. I heard Rabbi Isaac Fari mention that we say the Beracha, Yotzer HaAdam, when we marry someone. It's the third Beracha. Why do we say Yotzer HaAdam, the creator of man, only in the wedding? Why don't we say Yotzer HaAdam in the Brit Milah? Why don't we say Yotzer HaAdam in the Bar Mitzvah? Why do we wait to say Yotzer HaAdam? at the wedding. Because it's again an indication that a person should know that what is Adam? Adam is incomplete until he's together with someone else. We need each other to form a completion. And this idea of forming a completion when we're together really is a secret of the Jewish people. We've mentioned many times that Hashem basically tells us you should love your friend like yourself and then only then Ani Hashem create the unity among the people and then I will be with Hashem many years ago I heard a story with the rabbi from Pesach Kron it was a beautiful story and Rabbi Kron in all of his stories he goes out to verify and make sure that the details of the story are true. There was a young woman and she had made Aliyah. She was working for an electrical company in Israel. This was many years ago. She made Aliyah with her husband. They were struggling. He still didn't have a job. Her brother also made Aliyah. He was living with them and he too didn't have a job. And she was the breadwinner for the house. <coughs> And she was pregnant. And she knew she's going to give birth. She's going to need to take a month off. This was before the times uh, which we have today. Uh, thankfully, we, we, people have uh, know that if they, if they give birth, they have a job waiting for them. And she was very, very worried that after taking a month off, especially with the job market that was then in Eretz Israel, everyone needing a job and jobs not so available, she might lose her job. 
And she tells the story, she said it was one rainy day. And instead of the people going out to eat or going to sit outside, they all sat to eat in the office, including the boss. And they were having a group conversation. And in the conversation, she turned to the boss and she said, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm going to give birth soon, and I'm very worried if I'm going to have my job. My husband's not working, my brother's living with us, and he's not working, and I'm really worried. And the boss, gracefully, as best as he could, he tried to change the subject for the moment, and he started asking her, where are you from in America? <clears throat> and what was your maiden name, and where did you grow up? And we all play Jewish geography, because the, the idea of all connected is we're all connected. We all probably know someone that the other person knows. You know, they talk about the seven uh, seven uh, separations in man. When it comes to Jews, it's usually just one. So she tells him she was from Flatbush and grew up in a certain place. And uh, she tells him her maiden name. And he tells her, he asks a question, he says, was your grandfather an electrician? And she says, yes, my grandfather was elect- was an electrician in Brooklyn. And he tells, he, he gets up and he seems moved, he goes inside and he comes back and he has tears in his eyes. And he says, I, I have to tell you a story. There were two electricians that grew up on the same block in Brooklyn. One of the electricians was able to get a position with the union and in those days the union was very powerful and if you wanted to build a building you had to use a union electrician and the pay was very very high so the union electrician was very very comfortable in those days and the other electrician on the block unfortunately couldn't get a union position and he struggled he did odd jobs here and there and he struggled and then unfortunately the electrician, the one who was struggling, he got ill and he passed away. And the two electricians, they were acquaintances. They would walk back sometimes from the synagogue and sometimes talk shop. But they really weren't more than acquaintances, not really friends. But when it came, to the, came time to the shiva, the electrician, the well-to-do guy, he made sure to come. And there were a bunch of kids and everyone was spread over the house and he found himself in the kitchen. He looks in the refrigerator and he sees there's really nothing there. He looks in the cabinets, there's really nothing there. So he takes it upon himself. He goes to the grocery store, to the supermarket, he goes shopping. And with the tumult in the house, he brings all of the groceries in, puts all of the groceries into the cabinets, puts everything into the refrigerator and sneaks out. The next day he comes back, he sees that they ate things. So he goes and he replenishes. And he did this for the whole week of the Shiva. At the end of the Shiva, the wife of the electrician who passed away, she calls him. And she says, you know, my basement is completely filled with tools and junk and electrical things. And I don't have a need for it. I don't know what to do with it. Can you do me a favor? 
maybe you could come take everything and give me a hundred dollars for it all and you'll be happy and that's it. So he says, no problem, I'll come to you, I'll take care of it, I'll do whatever I can. He comes that night and he sees there's tons and tons of, of material, tons and tons of tools, and he starts to organize everything. And he comes that night and the next night and the night after that, and for the next three weeks, he comes at night and on the weekends, and he's organizing everything that the man had in his basement. And at the end of three weeks, he makes an announcement in the shul and he goes to some of the other synagogues and he said this man passed away and we're going to have a sale and he has some beautiful, beautiful tools and equipment and we want everyone to come by. And so he ran the sale and he collected $3,000 and he gave the woman the $3,000 and he told her, whatever you need, if you need, come to me. I would love to be able to help you. And the boss of the electric company said, you should know something. That my father was the electrician who died. And your grandfather was the electrician who took care and got my mother that $3,000 that in those days literally saved us. And he said, I'll always have Hakarat Hatov Please bring your husband, please bring your brother. We'll find jobs for both of them. And after you give birth, you'll come back and you'll have a job waiting for you. You'll always have a job waiting with you from me. My friend Jack Dweck wrote a book called The Chesed Boomerang. The Chesed Boomerang is when you do Chesed, Chesed comes back. But I think you have to realize that just like you're going to take care of your left hand with your right hand or your left eye well you're going to you're going to take care of because you don't want call Israel arevim zelaze we're all connected we're all dependent on each other the idea of the hef shekel is that we need each other to complete each other all of us have and all of us lack shalom alechem as the rabbi would say alechem shalom I want to complete you. So when we go home tonight and sing Shalom Aleichem to the angels, we should also think about Shalom Aleichem to each other. And we should think that just like the Hef Shekel reminds us that we're incomplete without each other, we should always be there for each other. And if we're there for each other, then others will be there. Bezrat Hashem always for us. Shabbat Shalom, everybody.